Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. You know, I feel kind of like Jerry Seinfeld whenever I do that intro. Hello! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is going to be a really fun episode. Today, guys, we are focusing on the Twin Bee series of games. This is a series of Konami games. They're shoot-em-up games, sometimes referred to as cute-em-up games. The music here is very fun, very cute, very energetic. We're going to have an absolute blast today. Uh, One of our good friends, Carlos, everyone knows on the podcast, I know he's a fan of the series, and so when when we were putting together this playlist, we definitely thought about Carlos this week. Absolutely. And we thought about all of you uh, listeners, because this is going to (laughs) be such a satisfying episode just to listen to. It's so much high-energy, fun, really well-composed music. This Twin Bee series, uh, I was just so delighted listening through to some of this music this week uh, because it's sort of a a type of composition that uh, I just almost only exclusively associate with Japanese video game composers. And it's such a long-lasting series. And to me, Mm -hmm. I would almost describe it as kind of musically, it would be somewhere in between like Bomberman meets... I don't know, Nintendo or something. Super Fantasy Zone. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's really kind of it's the this high energy kind of thing, but really nuanced composition and a lot of beautiful melodies. Yeah, this is the type of music that I think a lot of people could write off because it's so cutesy and say, Oh yeah, I mean that's that's fun, but it's not serious music. But these, this is serious music, and these are serious composers. Some of the composers that worked in the series are are phenomenal. So yeah, this this is amazing music. Well, and from what I've listened to, it seems like they all did a good job of uh, maintaining, you know, the the style, the stylistic mm-hmm. elements of the series throughout, yep. which doesn't always happen. You know, a lot of composers like to put in their individual stamp, and I think. That's one of the cool things about the Twin B series is even though you have different composers, there is this unified sound. I would totally agree. What you guys are hearing is stage three from Twin B3, Poco Poco Daimao. And that was a game that came out for the Famicom. And so we're going a little bit out of order today. But this was, like we said before, this was a series of Konami shoot-em-up games. The very first game in the series that came out was simply called Twin B. And that actually came out in 1985. Uh, we're not playing anything uh, from that game. I think there's a melody or two uh, that was originally from that game that we're, that we're going to be hearing uh, later on. So there's actually a lot of reverence um, that the series has for the previous music. And so there's a lot of great reimaginings and melodies that are called back. This is a series that a lot of you probably haven't heard of before because most of these games were only released in Japan. Right. The majority of the titles on today's playlist. Um, every once in a while, they'd release a title in North America. So it's a little bit on the obscure side, but it's so fun. So yeah, let's move um, to a game that came out, I guess, before what we just heard. Uh, it, it is called Moero Twin B Cinnamon Hakase o Sukue. Uh, that's the, the Japanese name of the game. And this was one of the few games that was also released in North America under the much simpler title Stinger. <laughs> and so this came out for the Famicom Disk System as well as the NES. This was composed by Kiyohiro Sada. Let's take a listen to Final Power Up. good so energetic you guys are listening to final power up from the american title stinger this is uh, i believe the second game in the series that was released it came out originally in 1986 and so it's a great example of early video game music this is a really nice uh, example of a two voice piece all you have is bass and melody now they are doubling it with the two pulse channels to get kind of that cool chorus phasey sound this is composed by kiyohiro sada 
Yeah, a great track, and uh, I I completely agree, Carl. It's a it's a perfect representation of early chip music, early video game music. Yeah. Not just because it's a two voice piece, but what those voices are doing are such uh, iconic, bordering on um, nowadays when we listen to them, sort of cliched ideas. That octave bass just sort of incessantly pulsing away. But isn't it funny how fast tones. it is? Like this yeah. is one of the dip, fastest dip, 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 octave dip, dip, bass dip. grooves. It's like almost well, too and fast. It, it's interesting. It seems like a lot of early chip music, especially you know uh, when I think of like some of the early Nintendo composers, it doesn't seem like they were trying to imitate actual genres and real music as much as mm. I feel like later composers would ultimately try to make it sound like a guitar or a piano. Yeah. You think about somebody like Hip Tanaka, he was almost sending up the digital aspects of the technology. And this is sure. kind of like that. That octave bass, when I hear it in video games, oftentimes it makes me think of like an actual like disco bassist or something. Right. You know, like I think of that kind of thing. But when you hear it doesn't make me think of a bass player it just it sounds digital it sounds cute and it's like i think that's part of the charm is i think some of these early composers were maybe inspired by the crass and plucky nature of the sounds and it reflects Mm -hmm. in their music and what's interesting is since the twin b series is so old really the origins of uh, this series musically they were forged in that era and i think the results of that kind of plucky and cute sound early on that follows the series through. Oh, yeah. But what I love is that they retain the cutesy energy but the right. composition gets a lot more sophisticated it and more It gets more jazzy. You know, this, yeah. yeah, this, this, that's a great point. This song is, is very major but it's just that progression of the one, the uh, flat seven, one, uh-huh. flat six, kind of just those three chords are really all you have to work with. Hey, Will, with. you know, one thing that I enjoy listening to this series is kind of comparing it to other Konami shoot em ups such as Gradius. Um, right. It is interesting. Once in a while, it seems like there's a little bit of a parallel to that series, but most of the time it's really off on its own. Um, that, that was a lot of fun. Okay, so let's go back um, to this is actually the game that came next in the series, even though we played in with a track from it. We're going to play one more from Twin B3, Poco Poco Daimao. And this came out for the Famicom, so just released in Japan. And we have a few composers here Atsushi Fujio. Hidehiro Funauchi and Katsuhiko Suzuki. What and those does are all Atsuchi names... Fujio do? Yeah, so he did quite a bit. Um, he did work on the original Life Force as well as Jackal and um, The Adventures of Bayou Billy. And uh, in addition to more, he is credited as working on roller games, but just as the sound. So I don't know if he was one of the composers uh, okay, on that's, roller that's games. Okay, that's probably where I know uh, the name from. So yeah, I we know all these composers. The second composer, Funauchi, he did a lot of stuff. Castlevania The Adventure, Quarth, Operation C, Castlevania Two: Belmont's Revenge. So Yeah, these are people that that did a lot of other good work for the company. Let's take a listen to Stage 5 from Twin B3. That is a crazy track. It's so fun and happy, but it's also really crazy and like experimental, progressive. It's really weird and, and I love it. This is stage five from Twin B3. And yeah, looking through uh, more more of uh, Fujio's list, he was mostly a sound programmer. He even did sound programming on Castlevania Bloodlines and Tournament Fighters, Axley, Contra 3. Um, so yeah, he's a pretty prolific Konami sound programmer. Um, yeah, th- this is this is really an interesting piece of music. It's kind of a nice transition point from what we're going to hear later on because we are going to hear a little bit more, um, you know, influence from other genres such as jazz and fusion. Um, so this is kind of a nice way to kind of get into that. Yeah, this. 
this soundtrack is interesting to me because it has sort of like a bluesy kind of old-fashioned quality not quite yeah jazzy necessarily and in something like this it's just so zany and over the top if yeah. it if it's doing anything it almost has like a bluegrass kind of sensibility like there's like some of that yeah i agree well i don't know if you remember that that play on track stage three but I thought that really screamed Ninja Turtles. That was like, could be sure. a TMNT track. Right, yeah, it has that sort of like bluesiness underlying everything. Yeah, it's interesting already just with the two soundtracks we've heard, there's sort of somewhat distinctive differences, but the through line is this high energy cutesy sound, which you think mm-hmm. of the genre of the game is a little bit out of sorts but what i love about just the konami composers is they're so daring and versatile i mean when i think of like the sound of capcom music i think i i I almost hone in on something more specific where i can't put my finger on the sound of konami music in the same way i can identify it when i hear it but i feel like there's this other sort of like willingness to be super creative and maybe a little bit like show-offy that happens some risks mm-hmm. and I it mean, doesn't yeah. always pay off too i mean sometimes right. it does and sometimes it doesn't it's a little bit more risks i would say uh overall so that's really cool so we're going to move on to probably the most obscure title in the series I, not a lot of info i can find on this this is a game called twin b da with two exclamation points and this was originally released only for the game boy in japan and the version that I heard of the soundtrack was actually from a much later game. There was a compilation game that we are going to play more of um, later on in the episode called Twin Bee Portable. That came out for the PSP, actually. But that was a compilation game of a lot of the old Twin Bee games. And so you could play this Twin Bee Da in that game. But the version of the soundtrack that I that I found for that game doesn't sound like Game Boy to me. It sounds like Turbo Graphics, but this game wasn't released on Turbo Graphics, so I'm huh. wondering if it was a Turbo Graphics arrangement that they did recently on a tracker or something, or if there was some unreleased version um, on Turbo Graphics. But in right. any case, um, I really actually like this version of the soundtrack. It sounds better than the the Game Boy version uh, to me. This was composed by Shigeru Fukutake. Let's take a listen to BGM2 from Twin B Da. pretty you guys are listening to bgm2 from twin b da not the original version on the game boy some sort of weird <laughs> tg16 sounding version that came out with twin b portable on the psp i don't know what's going on but i really love how this sounds uh the composer of, of this original game uh, shigeru fukutake was one of the original composers of twin b the first game in the series um so one of the people that really established Uh, the sound of the series. This is beautiful. It's interesting that you say that because this track really reminds me of some later entries in the Twin B series. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which would be by different composers. And in terms of the melodic choices and there's like a, a sentimentality that mm. I started to notice like the uh, yeah. in some of the later games that even though there was like this cute energy to things there was mm-hmm. a little bit and this often happened you know as you transition from the 8 and 16 bit eras and onward the music gets a little bit more serious and maybe a little yeah. bit less tongue in cheek 
and uh, this track definitely has that. I almost notice every Twin B soundtrack seems to have like a, a slow track at the end. Yeah, it's about like peace and reconciliation, and mm-hmm. it's like a really pretty ballad. Um, when all the, I guess it must take place sort of like a, at the ending of the game. Yeah, I think so too. But they started to have this formula. Yeah, for some of these games, they're so obscure that we don't have track titles. So BGM two is, is all we can say for that. And if anyone has any more info on this game, why this TG-16 sounding version exists, um, let us know, because I'm very curious. Uh, Let's take a listen to one more from this game. This is BGM-7 from Twin B Da. Here we go. Part of me suspects that maybe somehow it was composed on some old computer system that had a similar sound chip to the Turbo yeah. Graphics, in mm-hmm. that they didn't save the Game Boy code, so they just like made this is like what they had left or something. I don't That's know. That's very possible. You guys are listening to BGM Seven, um, and yeah, I just I, I really love all this sounds. I did listen to the Game Boy original, and it's the same music, um, you know, composed by Fukutake. But yeah, this version is great. I just I just love the panning and you have those shimmering twinkle bell instruments. This is a, a track that uses some melodic material from the original Twinbee game, which also was worked on by Fukutake. So I was glad we got to play this because there's some great melodies in the original. Uh, it, there's not a lot to the original score, um, so there wasn't really a lot to cover, but this is one of the, probably the, the most strong melodies from that original game. Sure, yeah. I really enjoyed this Twinbee Da soundtrack. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's really cool. And um, whatever that is, whether it's Turbo Graphics or some sort of old Japanese computer system, uh, it's a cool sound. And I mean, I'm already having so much fun on today's episode. It's <laughs> Me kind too. of like a nice. I mean, I feel like we've done a good job of having some contrast in our episodes. You think of some of the things yep. we focused on recently, like the Contra series. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a nice kind of change of pace <laughs> from that. And I'm really excited for the rest some of our episodes. similar episode. composers. Yeah, right, I Right, totally because we agree. still haven't gotten towards the era that I think uh, I most appreciate about the Twin Bee series, and that's coming up very soon. Very soon, absolutely. Okay, let's play one track from a game called Datana Twin Bee. Uh, and after the word Datana, there is, again, two exclamation points. So, And of course there should be, because that's the energy that this music has. Um, this game originally came out for the arcade, as well as the PC Engine, so officially. And then years later, there was a Saturn release. And I think this that we're going to hear is from the Saturn. Now, I don't know how similar that sounds to the arcade original. Uh, this is uh, Stage 3, which is called La Puda Fortress in the Sky. How fun is that, Will? That's crazy. That's the name of this track. Um, this game was composed by Mikio Saito, as well as Saiya Murai. Let's take a listen to Stage 3, La Puda.
You guys are listening to Stage 3, which is called La Puda Fortress in the Sky, <laughs> from Datana Twinby, either the arcade or the Saturn version you're hearing here, composed by Mikio Saito, as well as Saia Morai. This is so fun. I actually get a lot of Sonic vibes from this track. Dude, totally. And it's not just because it's FM, because uh, it no. makes me think of even almost like later Sonic. Like, I think... Sonic and Knuckles, mm-hmm. Sonic 3D Blast, Sonic Adventure even uh, has that sort the of sound. The chord progression, yeah. Man, it's I, emotional. this track is just classic. I, I was is. really thinking when we were playing it is like how to discuss this, but uh, to me that word sums up everything that's great about it. The melody, uh, it, it it's based on this really catchy and exciting interval leap. I mean, that's such a great little motive uh, that Mm -hmm. starts the melody out. And the chord progression, again, it's classic. It's sort of a very typical descending bass video game progression, but it's so satisfying, and it's a really great arrangement. This has, to me, all the tenets that I associate with the Twin B music. I guess you could say it's high energy, but it has this, like, sentimentality. You know, it's like we we described it in our panel of the VGM sound, uh, Mm -hmm. Marty's terminology, the melancholia and the musical language of J-pop. Uh, that's something that I really noticed in a lot of the Twin B music, that there's that little bit of, like, melancholy or kind of sentimentality mixed in with the positive. And that's why I love the series. Absolutely. And that sets it apart from something like, say, like, Gonbar Goemon or right. other, even, like, a lot of Bomberman music, you know, where it's not just about the, like, happy, positive, high energy. That's a great there's point, There's this Will. kind of, like, sadness to it. That I love. Well, we're going to move on to the, the console and the era that is our absolute favorite for the series. The Super Nintendo entries are just the best. There were two games released for the Super, I guess, Famicom, Super Nintendo, Poppin' Twinbee, and then Poppin' Twinbee Rainbow Bell Adventures. And both of those soundtracks are the most delightful things in the world. Uh, let's play a few tracks from Poppin' Twinbee. And there's so many talented composers that worked on this game. Uh, let me just go through... Uh, not all of them, but most of them here. We have Kazuko Uehara, who's a classic Konami composer who worked on the, like Will mentioned, Ganbar Goemon series. Masahiro Ikariko. We have Tomoya Tamida worked on this game, as well as Nobuyuki Akina and so many other great composers. Let's start things off with Village Sky. Love, 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 love. You guys are listening to Village Sky. So far, my favorite track of the day, and it's just going to get better and better, folks. Totally. This is from Poppin' Twinbee for the Super Nintendo, Super Famicom, and uh, led by the wonderful Kazuhiko Uehara, who composed so many great scores for this system. And yeah, just looking on this composer list in front of us, there's so many talented Konami composers that worked in the series. This is such a treat. Yeah, in to me when I think of the Twin B series, I do think of Pop and Twin B and I think yeah. of that sort of pop synth brass sample on the Super yeah. Nintendo for the melody so like good. that's so classic to me. It's cheesy, but um, it's just so delightful, and it's like you just can't help but smile listening to this. Well, and what's interesting is this music, for how sort of accessible and straight down the line it is, It there's a lot of interesting choices, harmonically, yeah. and in, it, it always seems to zig when you think it's going to zag, and there's something I, I really admire about that, and these soundtracks are large and quite varied in terms mm-hmm. of style, 
And that's something that we might not be able to completely capture in today's episode because we just want to showcase, right. you know, the best tracks, the best melodies, which oftentimes tend to come from similar sounding pieces. Uh, but something that I sort of marveled at is that uh, these soundtracks are really quite varied for a game of this genre. When you think of comparable things, like a lot of this music, especially not this one, but earlier things like that, um, that uh, Laputa Fortress and the Sky Track, it reminded mm-hmm. me of something like Life Force. And some of this music, like Carl said, does remind you of things like Gradius or um, <laughs> we'd mentioned Gonbar Goemon. And so mm-hmm. the, you definitely hear some of those styles. But what I, another thing that I think really sets the Twin Bee series apart is how varied this and versatile the soundtracks are. That oh, they, yeah. they really go in all these different genres. And they're not the kind of pastiche thing that you get from a lot of games where like this is the ice level this is the lava (laughs) level and this is the forest level and they're all doing sort of like cliched send-ups of each of those styles like the the music can be very different um and it's also amazing though that like for all the different composers that work on this series there's enough uh musical signifiers that make it sound like Twinbee. Yeah, pop, these pop and Twinbee scores are just the best. Guys, we're very excited to move on to this week's Track of the Week. This is Ocean from Pop and Twinbee, and I believe uh, we played this on a previous episode. i um, trying to remember uh, which one it was. It, it could have been... Um, uh, on Carlos's uh, episode, or the the I think it was the fusion episode that he uh, prepared for us. This is so good. It's it's kind of jazzy and fusiony, but also feels like classic video game music. This great combination of some some techniques that we hear a lot in retro video game music, but really some surprising twists and turns. This is amazing. Let's take a listen to Ocean from Pop and Twinbee. guys listening to ocean from pop and twin b this week's track of the week just the best i could listen to this all day it's a pretty short piece of music but there's so much accomplished in this short amount of time it's everything i love about this era of video game music i mean there's a reason why you know carlos put this on that fusion episode because it is very fusiony but it's so catchy and energetic and i love right. those harmonized riffs and the instruments here remind me there's moments that remind me of Star Fox 2 and so it feels classic like on a sound level uh, but yeah there's just so much to love uh, and digest in this piece of music I mean I don't even know where to start well the other thing that I love is I feel like the there was sort of a change uh, in the earlier games the music was almost tongue-in-cheek it was cute yeah. overtly cute and that's all where this uh, nowadays, it might actually come across as a little cheesy, but back then, it, it sounded really cool, um, and it just sounds so, like, 90s, and it still retains, there's something really charming and cute about the music, and it keeps that high-energy sensibility, but there's also this influence of, of pop music, and I mean, also, I think the Super Nintendo, and with some of the arcade stuff, getting those FM sounds, uh, they're able to kind of narrow in on I think a more specific genre that Mm -hmm. in my estimation is something that continued to follow the series. God, so good. Let's play one more from Pop and Twin B before we move on to its sequel score. This is Far East Sky.
You guys listening to Far East Sky from Pop and Twin Beat? This is so good. There's just uh, so much to love about this soundtrack. I mean, these two SNES Twin Beat soundtracks are definitely the best uh, in the series, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, it, it's just so great. This track is beautiful and has a lot of really amazing melodic twists and turns. Um, it has a great groove and kind of a classic uh, Japanese folk pop chord progression. But that bass is so funky and active. I really like the sample, and I really like what it's doing. It's, it's providing a lot of uh, rhythmic drive uh, to this track. It's just there's something for everyone on this piece of music. Totally, yeah. It's a it's the perfect balance of kind of genre blending that's going yeah. on here, um, where it's poppy and accessible <laughs> and cute and tuneful. It's Twinby. It's but poppy. There's it's just enough. Yeah, there's just enough sort of interesting harmonic moments. There's just enough sort of like jazzy chord changes to keep your interest and to make it feel um i I, like earnest and uh like really crafted you know where it doesn't just start to feel sort of samey and safe and just kind of like put together in a in a day you know it feels (laughs) more crafted than that um, but it, it, it's, I think that's a, that's a hard balance to get where it's not like overly intellectual or something like it's still satisfying kind of party music. Um, but it, it has this uh, little extra something to it that makes you want to go back and listen to it again and makes Absolutely. it satisfying. It's uh, and it's interesting that you mentioned, uh, Tomoya Tamida on this soundtrack because his music absolutely has that quality for me where Mm -hmm. it's it's catchy and melodic but there's a little bit more under the hood than just those elements there's a lot to an arrangement in genre and groove and rhythm and harmony and it's like his music is rewarding to re-listen to for that reason and i just thought that's interesting because that might have been something that he uh kind of came into discovering during his time at konami absolutely so we're going to move on to the the kind of the sequel soundtrack another snes this is pop and twinby rainbow bell adventures which is maybe even a better score than pop and twinby it's definitely bigger i have to say it's definitely more consistent uh, i yeah. had a really hard time kind of whittling down what tracks to choose from rainbow bell adventures because they were all all of the similar quality, um, which wasn't that it was like everything was amazing, but it, it's that sort of problem where it's just like, well, that's really cool. Oh, but that's really cool. And there weren't those yeah. like really clear standout. This one is perfect, you know? Right. Uh, but it's, I definitely recommend checking it out because there's lots of stuff we're not playing that's very different and interesting and yeah. give some variety, I think, to the series. The only composer from that long list of the first uh, Pop and Twinbee that came back for this was Saiko Miki. Other than that, it, uh, they were joined by two other composers, but all-stars, Kenichi Matsubara and Yuki Morimoto, both classic Konami composers. Now, Matsubara is credited as composing Bloody Tears, so he worked on Castlevania II, as well as so many other great soundtracks, right. um, from Gradius II to Crisis Force. It looks like he stopped composing for games in the year that this uh, Rainbow Bell Adventures came out, unfortunately. So one of his last soundtracks. His swan song. This is his yeah. Mozart's <laughs> Requiem. Let's take a listen to Twin Bee to the Rescue. Classic VGM with a capital C here. This is Twin B to the Rescue from Poppin' Twin B Rainbow Bell Adventures, composed by Matsubara, Morimoto, and Miki. Phenomenal. 
I love the chord progression here, especially during that vamp. It's so rousing. Where you think you're going to get a one flat seven, flat six, but then yep. where you would normally get the flat six, you get the major four chord, which is a surprising shimmery moment, and then it goes to the minor four. It really it is interesting. Shimmery progression vamp yeah and then this melody comes in and it ah oh, it's just so outstanding they really don't make video game music like like they used to folks and what i love about rainbow bell adventures is i feel like it takes all of the things that worked for the music to pop in twin and just fleshes them out further it goes further in the direction of jazz fusion uh, I, I feel like the melodies are even a little bit catchier the arrangements are just a little bit more solid like uh the the implementation on the superman nintendo i think sounds just even better um in this score but the thing that i a lot of similar really samples love, yeah is that they, they do sound absolutely connected at the hip you know they're yeah. clearly from the same series well the next two pieces we're playing four tracks from this today because it's so good the next two are my two favorite from this soundtrack they're so so good let's start off with um well not start off but let's move on to green hills blue skies from from rainbow bell adventures Thirty-nine seconds, so delightful. This is Green Hills Blue Skies from Rainbow Bell Adventures. It's just the best. It has this this melodic fragment that must must be part of some like famous Japanese pop or folk melody because it's all over the place in '90s video game music. I mean, I know Janet Jackson used it in a song, um, but it was used by Yuzo Shiro in the Sonic soundtrack it just it's all over the place and it's so well, and carl not to blow your mind but everywhere you look oh everywhere yeah there's yeah, a full house, house. There's a i think i've mentioned that before i don't know what it is i want to do like a study on that melody it's maybe it's well, not japanese maybe it's more of an american thing i mean i, I, I just it's it's really it's the melody accenting the descending bass dun, 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 sure dun, dun, with the leaps dun, up you know yeah this is so delightful like yeah, one of my favorite uh, moments in this track is on uh, a little bit more on the left channel. There's this really adorable brass instrument that has so much right. personality. Bah, I really bah, want to try bah, to rip bah, bah, that. Bah. Yeah, it's really cute. Uh, one of my favorite tracks in the series. I, I just absolutely love this track. Well, the other thing that's so fun about it is it keeps, um, I feel like you it keeps unveiling a newer, catchier part of the melody. Like you hear the intro and think like, oh, that's what the song is. But then, and then the actual melody comes in and then that Mm -hmm. ends. And then you get an even more catchy melody. And that it's just like every section it unveils, it doesn't feel like, oh, this is the A idea. This is the B idea. And this is a bridge. It's like each idea is like a catchy chorus in and of itself. Yeah. No, I mean this. This is just unbeatable for me. I feel like bolding uh, this <laughs> this track as well, but I don't know if you concur. I I will. totally agree. Yeah, this was probably my. Fa- I oh, couldn't so decide good. between this and uh, Twin B to the Rescue. I think they're mm-hmm. both sort of my favorites from this game. Let's move on to Sunset Over the Hills.
You guys are listening to Sunset Over the Hills, and both of us had something uh, that it reminded us of a lot. For me, the Fantasy Zone series, all over, written it, all over this track. But and it reminds me else. of the the gumball rag from Sonic uh, 3. What about also the special stage from 3D Blast? Sure, yeah. Which also, I, I think, think that's true. It kind of ripped off a little bit from Super Fantasy Zone. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's it's just so fun. This is um, a piece of music that is definitely taking itself less seriously. I mean, the, most of the series doesn't take itself very seriously, but yeah. this one is like almost joking with itself. It's very right. playful and kind of silly. Yeah, th- this was one I was on the 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 fence about because I mm-hmm. really like the. I like the groove of it. I like the instruments. Great bass and the writing. chord progression. The melody is seemed a bit notier than it need to be. I really like yada da 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 da. That's great. But then it goes ba da da ba da 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 da. It's a little too silly. It goes a little bit. It loses me a little bit there. But that first idea is so strong that I just felt like we had to include it. Well, here's the thing I'll say about this track, the sunset track, is that if this was the style and the sound of the whole series, I don't think we would have as much praise. I mean, it would be fun, but. Uh, what's really special about the series is is getting into those those pieces like ocean or those pieces like green hills blue skies where right. it's just as um, sunshiny but there's there's more of an interesting mix of emotions. Well, let's take a listen to this next track because I think oh, there's some really so cool good. stuff. This is the last track we're gonna do from Rainbow Bell Adventures. Let's let's take a listen to Distorted Fantasy. these songs are like around 40 seconds long (laughs) and they're just all so good so fun so cute this is distorted fantasy uh this is amazing yeah this is definitely better than sunset i gotta say this is a track worthy of being in the video game music real book yeah you know it just has such an airtight form really killer melody beautiful and moving chord changes that are timeless chords yeah Yeah, they they, they're they're authentic kind of jazz chords but they don't feel like haphazard or kind of um i don't know like trying to show off they really Mm -hmm. fit and complement the curvature of the melody and it's a pretty short loop and it's a very like i said a super airtight form the way one section goes to another and the way it sort of modulates the oh god and then the way that it gets back in uh, it's just such elegant kind of dance steps and that's what i love about well and it's clear that these composers really like kind of the not just you know japanese jazz fusion but older Mm -hmm. kind of jazz almost broadway era songwriting where these kind of really elegant chromatic uh part writing would sort of seamlessly transition you from one key to another and then back in really elegant ways that you didn't necessarily notice and didn't trample over the melody but it's almost harder for this medium because they have to condense that into 40 seconds and they have to get these hooks to happen right away and because of that, I do think this kind of music spoils us. I mean, th- this Twin B music is so up our alley for you, for for me and Will. Like, right. it's just some of our favorite sounding music to listen to. And I will say that listening to other kinds of video game music or other music in general, you just don't get that same level of entertainment in right. forty seconds. It's just such jam packed music. Right. I mean, a track like this it really reminds me of uh, that Yasuke Yasui. Mm. Um, 
you know, Mamaru has been cursed and yeah. other things that sort of jazz fusion meets pop kind of sound. It's amazing. Uh, I just, yeah, it's really, really cool. This would be a fun one, I think, to do in our our band, just to have like we, we don't really have something with this kind of energy. The ding yeah, ding ding for sure. ding 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 ding. It'd be ding. so fun. Oh gosh, yeah. And and this music is is very synth heavy, so it would work well. Let's move on to a great soundtrack called Twin B Yahoo with only one exclamation. So they're they're getting a little bit more serious, guys. Here. Later on, this came out for the arcade, the PS1, and the Saturn, and we did feature, I think, this track on our Sega Saturn episode, which was a really cool playlist. Uh, This is composed by Akihiro Juichia, as well as Kazuhiro Senu. Let's take a listen to Stage 1 from Twinbee Yahoo! guys are listening to stage one from twin b yahoo for the saturn ps1 and arcade absolutely delightful these are different composers surprisingly uh, none of these composers worked on the last game uh, but they all went to the same school the school of twin b yeah the school of I, that's a school i want to go to i know i love the way that it modulates. but i don't want to graduate i don't want to leave the school of twin b ever i love the way that all these tracks kind of like to modulate into their chorus mm. and then yeah. the way that they get out of that back into the loop because that's sometimes really difficult if you have a key change that goes up getting yeah, back down but that's the brilliant way that they go back into it because they have bah, 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 where they modulate out of a higher key by going mm. to an even higher key you know so you yeah. don't feel that sense of like deflation when you have to go have a half step down you sort of go on this harmonic adventure things getting brighter and brighter sharper and sharper and then you sort of land back in your original place and it feels like you've actually gone somewhere new uh, yeah. this really great sort of harmonic sidestepping that happens there and that's something yeah. that I love about the challenge of writing video game music is how can you modulate within the confines of a loop of track a loop. and not have an awkward uh, reset. Well this is a great example of how to do it. It's really one of the most interesting that I've ever heard in a game. This is a very strong stage theme. The stage one themes in this series are just phenomenal. Like most of the times they're like my favorite stage theme in the game is the yeah. stage one theme. Um, I, I love that these melodies are, are so chromatic. Right. You know but like the it, it's still very so romantic. kind of like sugary cereal you know pop fun yeah there's there's way more under the hood than than meets the eye with this music i mean you could study the melodies of this series just very well written i'm looking through the whole chronology of the series and there's a lot of gaps in like different years but this was a time when they were really cranking these out because we had pop and twinbee came out in 93 the following year was rainbow bell adventures and then the next year was twinbee yaho so maybe that's a reason why they had all these different composers is because they were making these games pretty quickly and imagine maybe also different teams working on each game you know? right yep let's take a listen to stage two from twinbee yaho
guys are listening to Stage 2 from Twin Biaho, which is so good. Also, just a great textbook case of what is so special about Twin B music. Uh, yeah, it's just great jazzy chord progression. Very emotional chord progression. Just really tasty borrowed chords. Extended chords with a beautiful melody. This one even has, like, church bells. Like, it's as euphoric and, like, triumphant happy as you could ever get. Yeah. Again, we have the composers Akihiro... Juichiya as well as Kazuhiro Senu. Stage two. It's funny to get something like this for stage two, because this could be like yeah. the credits or the ending theme for how celebratory and triumphant <laughs> it sounds. Yeah. And again, these are these are shoot 'em up games. You know, it's like there's a reason why people call this cute 'em up. <laughs> I like that. I hadn't heard that before. Yeah, the original Twin B was one of the first games to kind of develop that kind of style. Um, all right, let's play one more, and we're going right in order here. Stage three is what we're going to end this game with. Let's take a listen. Listening to stage three from Twinbee Yaho. And I gotta say, it is just so refreshing to hear a transition from 16 bit to, you know, next gen, you know, whether it's arcade or the Saturn or PlayStation, so elegantly and to yeah. really maintain all of the musical tenets of the series without delving into the deep end of like crappy 90s music production with <laughs> loads of reverb and really gimmicky kind of flashy CD audio gimmicks like this is it's it's a small increment that I imagine at the time uh, maybe wasn't as flashy as what uh, other games were trying to do to really push the envelope but it just mm-hmm. holds up so much better and it's a nice transition this feels like all this music could have been just as at home on the Super Nintendo, and it actually sounds right. better than the Super Nintendo because of uh, the, the the sort of lessening of some of those limitations. But they're mm-hmm. not just kind of gallivanting into like unknown territory and just throwing everything out the well, wall. Well, it's the same compositional style. Yeah. yeah. It's so cohesive, and the fact that these are so many different composers all adopting the same style, all coming from the same school, it's <laughs> it's so wonderful. Um, yeah, so what's really cool is uh, so far we've had these are all games in what would what would what I would consider the mainline series. There were some spin-off games that happened here and there, and so far what we've heard have all been main series games. We're going to move to a spin-off though. This is uh, a game called Twin B RPG, and this came out for the PS1. So a very different <laughs> type of game in the Twin B series, and the music definitely was different as well. Will, would you agree with that? You kind of yeah. listened to the soundtrack. I think that the music, um, it, it became almost like Bomberman meets Zelda and Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Because it had some of the elements of the Twin B series. Right. Uh, I was noticing a lot of like Koji Kondo pastiche things, which were mm. cool, but also a little bit like frustrating because there was like multiple instances of melodies just being ripped off like hmm. the um the doki doki panic thing like they that literally is in the game and then there's another oh, wow. uh, thing from uh shin onagashima like that sort of catchy sunshiny track um mm-hmm. I love that one. There's like a track that starts with like very similar kind of thing. And the other problem with this game is there really seems to only be like three distinct melodies and almost 
all the music and there's like 60 or 70 tracks in the game are just Jeez. rearrangements of a lot of those themes i will say the main theme the which theme we're gonna of play. twin b mm-hmm. is given so many delightful presentations in this soundtrack and i think it's worth a listen to just for that alone it's a great um, theme because well, there's lots of cool it. arrangements this is the theme of twin b rpg and you know one reason why maybe the soundtrack is the way it is is this is a again a different composer we we haven't heard in the series before this is hiroshi tamawari and it seems like he was given maybe some room to explore some different styles let's take a listen to the theme of twin b rpg Nice. This is theme of Twin B RPG from Twin B RPG, not surprisingly, for the PS1, composed by Hiroshi Tamawari. And this is nice. It it has a lot of elements um, that we're very familiar with in the Twin B series. Um, some chord and melodic choices. It is it is interesting now when we move into the PS1. This track does have some of those um, unfortunate kind of late 90s production elements that. It's, it's interesting how, to me, this doesn't quite hold up as well as some of the stuff that came before it, you know, right. whether it's the reverb on the drum samples or whatnot. Uh, it's it's a little bit odd to me. And, and I will say the quality of this writing isn't at the same level as, you know, the SNES scores. But this is a, this is a nice I theme. Do think, I do think this is a really good melody, and uh, this isn't my favorite version of it. And most of the mm-hmm. score doesn't sound anything like this. This is right. their, yeah, I feel true. like this is the sort of token Twin B arrangement. But like I said, most mm-hmm. of the music is more like Zelda or something. And more that you have these, like, quiet village themes. Well, let's or even fade something in. like Animal Let's fade crossing. in a variation here while we're talking. Yeah, so Will, this is probably the the biggest game, the biggest soundtrack in the whole series. Um, and do you think that was mostly just because it was an RPG, it was going for a different style? That yeah, I mean, they I think abandoned? it just needed a lot of different uh, tracks because of the scope of the game. And I mean, mm. I think the melodies here are pretty good, and I like the idea of having motifs that get arranged. Um, and it reminds me a lot of it reminds me of something like Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. I think the problem here is that these melodies aren't as good as the composer seems to think they are, and they don't necessarily warrant like seven different versions right. for every single one. Mm-hmm. And then there's like they're all so genre specific. It's like this is a saloon piano version, right? And this is like a Latin version, and they're just like they don't work that well and i mean the melody might be fine for what it is but i would Mm -hmm. rather just have more distinct pieces of music and if you want to have things in a different style it just seems some of that felt a little shoehorned to me and i as i was listening i I would come across a track and be like oh finally this one's really good and then i would realize oh wait that's the same melody as this other one so it's like when i was all done after listening to 70 tracks, I really only had like three <laughs> things that I felt I wanted us to play, and they were all the same melody. That's hilarious. So it was yeah. just kind of, you know, this is tough. Well, guys, the last game on the day is so good, and we're playing two tracks from it. The second is going to be our playout, so stick around for that. This is Twin B Portable, which I mentioned before. It came out for the PSP, I believe, in 2007. And so it was this game that had a bunch of early Twin B games but it did have some original new music as well and this we're going to play two tracks that are new from uh twin b portable and the composer that worked on this was manabu namiki who is a perfect choice because he's a classic shoot 'em up composer did a lot of great arcade stuff one of my favorite things he did was battle garega which is a great arcade shoot 'em up uh, so he did a wonderful job with the soundtrack let's take a listen to bgm3 
You guys are listening to BGM3 from Twin B Portable, and this sounds like classic arcade music. I'm not sure what uh, Namiki, what hardware he used uh, to, to make this, but it really reminds me of classic arcade soundtracks. Uh, we're getting back to that classic Twin B sound here. Uh, it's so good. Now, this is a great score to listen to because it contains like most of the previous <laughs> scores within it. Um, and again, there's some really interesting versions like that Twin B Da version we heard earlier today. That was technically from this uh, this portable soundtrack. And so, yeah, Namiki did did a wonderful job here. Yeah, I love that melody. So like good. That just it's really great. Gosh. Honestly, one of the most pure melodies that we've heard today. Um, it's really gorgeous. It's so good. And guys, you're going to really enjoy the playout track. It's uh, again, we don't have track titles. It's it's BGM. So what we heard was BGM03. This is going to be BGM-O-E <laughs> is what this playout track will be. It's very sensitive and slow. It could be an ending theme. It's really pretty. So I'm excited for you guys to hear that. What a fun episode this was. I had a blast today. Yeah, me too. This is fun. This is spoiling me. <laughs> yeah. I, it's still so exciting that, you know, this many years into doing our podcast there we can be still so surprised and find uh great series that we haven't focused on and all this wonderful music that so much of it was new to me like Absolutely. a lot of the super nintendo stuff these are gems because this series is a lot more obscure than stuff we've done recently like this isn't a contra example you know like this is a lot of the stuff hasn't even been released in north america but i was familiar with the series for a long time particularly those snes soundtracks but exploring right. everything was an absolute treat and what a great and consistent series of video game music. One of my favorite uh, Konami series now, I will say. Uh, yeah. Just just outstanding. So thanks so much for joining us, guys. If anyone wants to join our Discord, uh, send us an email or a tweet or a comment, and we'll hook you up to a link to that. It's a really fun community. Thanks to everyone for leaving iTunes reviews. Really appreciate that. Thanks to everyone for their nice emails. We've got a lot of those recently. Um, if you're a new listener, thanks for joining us. Uh, Will, do you got anything at the end here? I think that's all for me. Uh, just Sweet. Marty and I have been planning uh, the future of uh, Underscore, and we're really mm -hmm. excited for uh, hopefully within the next few weeks, we will sort of set off on our next musical adventure, setting up cool. the next movie we're going to talk about. So it's a big one and it's one that I'm really excited. So uh, stay, stay uh, attuned to that. If you are a fan of that show, I apologize for kind of how intermittently we get around to making those episodes, but underscore is sort of like a big project and it takes a lot more planning but luckily oh, yeah. there are so many other shows on the Mercado network i also <laughs> want to mention uh you guys in addition to our show uh you should definitely check out um every other week the bi-weekly podcast heroes 3 hosted by marty yeah. carlos and our other friend matthew absolutely well guys we're going to play you out with bgm oe from twin b portable by namiki my name is carl brueggemann and i'm will brueggemann have a great week everybody peace out <laughs>